Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome, 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 everyone. As we center in our sacred heart for this episode, I invite you to settle in as we talk about how we embrace the sacred in the everyday. This is really where magic happens, and we are connected to the cosmos and the elementals and nature. And as we do this, we're also going to go into the astrology and the stars that guide us and guide us in our life and ways that we can attune to it. My guest today joins us from New Zealand, and she is embracing the sacred in her heritage in the Maori tradition. Carmel Riley is here with us on this quantum conversation. Carmel, hello and welcome, welcome, welcome. Kia ora Kaito. Kia ora Lauren. It's wonderful to be here with you and wonderful to be here with everyone else today. Kia ora Kaito. <laughs> Beautiful. We're going to open our sacred circle, but I want to say outside my window is a beautiful rain uh, falling. It just started and that actually is opening our sacred circle. So you have a very special opening as well to create a container for our show today. So I'm going to pass this over to you and allow you the space to do that. Thank you, Lauren, and thank you, everyone. So likewise, down here in Aotearoa, uh, we have rain falling and it's cold. So even though we're in spring, it is cold, but it's, which is a lovely way to complete uh, from the northern and the western of Boulder through to the southern and the eastern of Aotearoa. I think we're both at 40 degrees, so that's a cool connection. And just to start, uh, generally, when we have a wānanga, and a wānanga is a gathering, a gathering of spirits and a gathering of uh, humans, 
and it may be other, a gathering of Modi, which is our collective life force. We always like to start by setting the intention with a karakia or a prayer. And in the uh, Wahine tradition, I would, um, I would like to deliver that through song. So uh, we'll start.
I couldn't get any work. And the sort of work that I do, as you well did then, was usually with uh, senior uh, males, and um, females just don't uh, get to to um, work at that level in the Middle East. So I ended up trawling this incredible market. It was a Chinese market, two kilometres, and it had everything that you could possibly possibly buy, but I was particularly transfixed by the crystal uh, or the gemstone stores, and there were about four or five of them, and I used to wander. Mm-hmm. And, and it was really there that the idea for Sisters Collective came about, because, and I mean, at the time I wasn't really that aware of it, but... And I and I do credit our business with an awesome business partner, Aidy. Um, I do credit our business to these crystals, which called us in, and they've taken on a taken us on a huge journey to discover uh, all of the uh, indigenous um, uh, links that that I have and others have. Um, because in actual fact, Lauren, we're actually all descended from a number of or seven African women. So we're all connected in some way to our indigeneity. It's just that for some of us, it's you know three or four generations back, um, whereas for others, we've got to go back a thousand years. So it's been uh, the crystals kind of called us through um, with just a few strands. Probably one of the coolest being an amethyst strand, and we all know where amethyst takes it takes us in terms of the journey of spirituality. But it was. It's taken us to some very deep places, taken us right through into understanding where crystals come from, and it's also more recently helped us align with some of these huge uh, unfolding stargates that uh, seem to be present the more you look up at the sky. (laughs) Yes. Okay, then let's talk about that because that's really um, powerful and that's really cool. <clears throat> because we can align with these stargates <clears throat> and we know that they're they're literally opening more and more <clears throat> and um there's stargates in our heart we can go really deep on this subject so then okay so you found that the crystals the crystals literally called to you and you began working with the crystals and astrology and what i find fascinating and you may not even know this, is that there is, even in the Hindu tradition, the Vedic tradition, there is the astro gems or the astrology bracelets that mm. even the gurus wore because it would align them with the astrology. So let's go there and talk a little bit about really how that works. These... Um, they're beautiful. They're, you call them wristlets, and they're so dainty, but they're really powerful because they have a variety of crystals on them. So let's go into that. Oh, so, yes, I definitely think the crystals called us in, and part of the reason for that, which you don't really, you, and, and a lot of people uh, can be a little bit suspicious at the start and think that crystals belong in a you know, a strange shot, but in actual fact they have an incredibly high density because of the way that they've been formed in the earth. And there are throughout, I think, probably every uh, religion, every every time in our human history, there's been a love of adorning with particular uh, gemstones. So, 
you know, we've got the whole, um, you know, there's an enormous Mayan uh, connection through turquoise. And then, I mean, obviously the Indian tradition, they have some amazing, uh, you know, access to rubies and, and emeralds and, 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 in, and in Afghanistan, uh, lapis lazuli. So, so we really, uh, with the astrogels in particular, we... Just, we, we tried to look for gemstones that actually kind of coordinated with uh, the specific properties of each of the constellations of stars, which we know as the zodiacs. And, and through that we met our, a fantastic partner in New Jersey, Crystal B. <laughs> and so she kind of educated us a lot more on the astrology and we did the link up in terms of the, the crystal work. But we were, um, from the time that we began the journey, we became more and more aware of just the significance of where crystals, uh, how they originate, how they're formed, and how the, the eons of ancestral and uh, sacred ancestral knowledge that they that they hold within them and. And that just becomes really captivating when you get into it. So it takes you on it takes you on a journey all over the place. <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, um, we're going to take some um, people could call in and you they could give you your birth their birth date, and you can tell them you know what uh, what are the best wristlets for them. But how do we do this? So it interfaces with our astrological chart. Right, and so if we see things coming up, um, for those who may not understand astrology, we just need to look at a few basic things, and then you can literally wear these wristlets, and it—I uh, think it—it it, it feels like the word fortification comes to mind mm-hmm. that we can really uh, align with the power um, to move forward in this astrological time, right? Well, I think probably one of the best ways to explain it, because we've talked about this link between the stars and the earth and and everything in between the huge artery or elemental forces. Mm-hmm. So a way to probably make it quite practical, because it is always good to do do that. Um, for though you know when you're starting out, is is really just to talk about today. And it was it was so cool because last night uh, there was a quite often there's a package of crystals on my doorstep because I tend to have, um, I have a fascination for sourcing them, particularly as we developed a tool which will tell you your sunstone, so that's 365 crystals, one for each day, one for each special birthday. So last night I got home and there was this bundle of lodestone which is magnetite and I particularly love the magnetic um, crystals or Tonga treasures, as we call them, and it was really quite interesting because I was doing a little bit of homework on what was happening up above, and and we have a, we have two stars actually. We have a star called Mizar and another one called Alcor, so that's a stargate that's opened up, and you can see that in Boulder. And I looked up the time; I think it's 11 o'clock tonight. So you oh. can see those stars, and they are actually a star that um, is linked. People say it's linked. Uh, with the prophecy of being far-sightedness, because you had to have good eyesight to see little Alcor. 
but also for us, we've described that as matakiti, so that's the vision to look uh, far into, uh, far ahead. And uh, so that, I thought that was really cool that on, not only do we have this particular stargate, but the crystal that is linked with today, which is Virgo 14, on which is the astrological degree, was actually about uh, magnetising. And ah. just one little last thing I looked up as well is the Sabian symbol, which is for Virgo 14, is the family tree. And so you can see just by those little references and the irony, seeming full irony of all of that coordinating, that you can draw a link from a couple of little stars that you can see in the Northern Hemisphere, a bunch of stones <laughs> that have a specific significance, and then some really ancient wisdom, because the Sabian symbols are very well known for astrologers who are interested in more of the uh, fatalistic and also the allegorical uh, kind of linkages through to astrology. So I thought that was really cool, and I was a little bit blown. I'm, I'm always looking for signs that the universe has got, got our back, Lauren, but I thought that was really cool. Yes, okay, well, <clears throat> share a little bit more about Stargates. <clears throat> the one that you mentioned there, you said Alcor, and what was the other star? Miza, M-I-Z-A-R, which is in uh, the Ursula Bear, it's in the Big Bear. So you, okay. uh, Ursula Major, so you would see it about 11 o'clock today. We actually don't see it down here, and there is... It's, it's another really interesting uh, experience with stargates. So they're quite different between the northern and the hemis southern hemispheres. So you see stars that we don't see. And for both of us, our you know everything's upside down. So the star constellation of Scorpio is a really good example. It's upside down for us here, and we see it as a fish, fish hook rather than a scorpion. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> which is, and it's, it's really interesting, just even the stories that go with it are quite interesting because everyone gets a bit scared by Scorpio and particularly because of the intensity and all the big life cycles and all the challenges around Scorpio. But down here in the Pacific, we see the Scorpio constellation as a source of entrepreneurialism and magic and really cool things because there weren't any scorpions. And the, the, the kind of myth that went with that constellation was one of the gods, Maui, who you'd know about from some of the movies that we've had <laughs> recently public, you know, circulating. Maui used the Scorpio constellation to pull up the fish, which is the North Island. So he stood on a canoe, which is the South Island, where I live, and used the the Scorpio constellation to fish up the North Island. So very different stories that go with those stargates, but each with a sense of beauty and history. <laughs> wow, okay. All right, so would we say that this is a Scorpio stargate because it's in the Scorpio constellation? Well, actually, it's called, the, this particular, so Mesa and Alcor, are actually closer to Virgo. So at the moment in okay. September, we we're in we're in the so the constellation of Virgo. Ursula Major is closer to that, and we we don't see it because because of the direction. It's it's 
it's further north, so it's under the it's under the horizon for us. But you see, you see it in, in addition to the North Star, which is your Polaris. Beautiful. Okay. Well, I just want to mention for those who do not know about a great app, there is an app called Star Walk, and it's beautiful because you can see it shows you the stars and it shows the constellations as well. Um, so that's beautiful. What can we do to really harness the power of a stargate? Well, this, I think the first thing is really to get outside and to look up at the sky because the forces above us connect us into, A, the deep space, which is 99.99% of the galaxy and rests within us in the same way between our uh, particles and the subatomic particles in our body. But So that's the first thing, is to get outside. And something really happened around the medieval times for our medieval astrologers is that everything went inside and went into charts. And you're probably familiar, Lauren, with the with the chart which you can see on a you know a piece of paper and it's got lots of little diagrams and, and most of it seems quite confusing. So about that time people actually stopped or astrologers really went to their charts and they started using mathematical uh, calculations. So the the more mystical which um, astrologer looks to the sky and looks to see what's happening up above and then interprets that in terms of himself and what's happening down here. So to find a stargate is firstly knowing the stars of your sky and as you begin to uh, spend more time looking at the sky, you can become quite fascinated and you become uh, more aware of both the astronomy, which is the, the physical science of stars, with the astrology, which is the stuff that we like, and and you know you can use that in all sorts of different ways, including to work out whether or not you should do something or not, <laughs> uh, which which is, you know, is, is is a very common uh, use of astrology. But behind it is all of this deep space, and we know just with what is happening with this year and with the enormous opening of, of the solar um, downloads that some significant things are happening up there with the big celestial bodies that are both planets and stars. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it is a big creation time for many people, would you say? Do you see that as a general... Uh, theme ahead of, uh, well, actually, this time right now, it feels like there's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say posturing, but it's, it's preparation for almost like a quantum expression of more people. I think so. And I, uh, the reason why uh, Stargate, Star Portals, and Connecting with Crystals are useful to us is because they make something uh, that is enormous and 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 filled with mystery. We can we can use that as a vehicle to get inside ourselves, which really is 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 where all the fantastic stuff happens because we assimilate all of the knowledge and our connectivity with these 
massive forces, the outer domains, nature, the galaxy, our Earth, and therefore we start to, uh, it fires up curiosity and creative expression, I think, within ourselves when we, uh, when we remain open and we just start to ask a whole lot of questions. Yes. Okay. Asking questions, being curious. So that's going to bring us to our next part of this conversation. And it is living creatively with indigenous, isn't that funny? The name of indigeneity. (laughs) Indigeneity. Indigeneity. Yes. And so let's talk a little bit about that because there's some other words here that you're going to define for us. And this is the Maui tradition, and it's the Mataranga, the Tonga, and the Atua domains. Well, these are fascinating. So uh, share with us a little bit more about this and, and really what it means for us. So I guess, well, I, I described at the beginning that all of us are actually indigenous. I'm not, not actually sure that indigeneity is words, but... It seemed to, seemed to have a Indig- good ring about Indigeneity. It. I love it. Indigeneity. It is a word yeah. now. <laughs> You've coined it. You've coined it, yes. Well, we all have an indigenous self, and more and more people are finding it through Ancestry.com. So <laughs> in a uh-huh. practical sense, <laughs> you can just get on. And, you know, I mean, I'm constantly being amazed by friends who are finding some uh, whakapapa or heritage that they never had any idea that was within them. So uh, that, 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 and I guess that shows our connectedness as human beings. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really, I guess it's just uh, how I'd like to interpret it is that life is richer when you know that you have a mystical self. And Sometimes people find that quite, we, we, we are so uh, preoccupied with the object world and with what we see in front of us as being, and what we define as real, and we're constantly bombarded with uh, the denseness of objectivity. So we, the, being in touch, I guess, with your, your ancestral line, and ancestral lines, because that can be quite varied, and certainly is in, in, in my own case, uh, just really is a reminder of the depths and and how we can all harness this because all of us have it. It's just that some of us forget and we think we're just the person who lives in Christchurch, New Zealand and was a commercial lawyer <laughs> or in your case, the wonderful host show of Quantum Conversations based in Boulder. So we can become quite... Uh, you know, we we just forget about this rich human and ancestral connection that we all have. And once you start sort of delving around in that, it brings up all these gifts. And they're not just the gifts that you your ancestors didn't take and you haven't cleared out through the healing work and the work around your own trauma. We have to remember that our ancestors did some really cool things. They did some, you know, in the case of uh, Pacific Islanders, all of the navigation of the Pacific occurred by following those fixed stars that, that um, some of us are a bit transfixed with. But all sorts of incredible things, and I just think it's really helpful in working, particularly if you work in a healing space, not to clear out everything 
and not to just activate the DNA and the crystalline points that help you to overcome the trauma, but to delve around in the curiosity, the creativity and all the gifts of your ancestors and find what those are and what, what you can connect with to have uh, a wonderful experience in this physical manifestation. Mm-hmm. And so how do we delve into it? How did you delve into you? Well, it's easy. I guess it's easy in New Zealand because we're surrounded by, as I say, the atua or elemental domains. So yeah. we have the mountains, which you also have in Boulder, and and we have the we have the oceans, and we're a tiny little island buffeted by strong winds, Tāpiri Mātia, and we have beautiful streams and rivers that you can swim in, and we, you know. So that's, that, I guess that's the first place, and I think the mystical uh, indigenous side of us always connected with those big elements, and we, uh, Modi, which is life force, everything has Modi, and so you or I are no different to a water body, a river. You or I are no different to a rock, a kōhatu, or the crystals within that. You or I are no different to any other being on this on this on this earth, and we're all connected by our modi. So that understanding of your place within nature and your place within the elements of nature really is the starting place to get within your into your ancestral uh, connection. And that, that comes, and maybe a little bit later on, we, we, if people wish to go there, we can bless a tonga. And But by doing that, go into the earth and connect with your ancestral lines because that is a huge source of knowledge and knowing. Yes. All right, so you said it. That is, again, another reason why nature, spending time in nature, immersing ourselves in nature will bring up those memories, whether it could be uh, just an inner knowingness, right? Um, Maybe we hear or sense something about ourselves, but that is what we do when we dive deep within. Is that right, or... Is there another way that you've seen it expressed? I think it's my, it's a it's a it's a very personal experience, and there's a there's a term for it, ayo, which is the void, and I think other uh, mm. teachers and kaitiaki kaitiaki as a guide describe it as the unmanifested, uh, un all knowing, unfathomable. So. In that space, which all of us are able to uh, bring through our own breath and through our own practice, we uh, we find the sense of knowing that leads us through each moment and enables that uh, enormous force to come through us. But that is not necessarily an easy concept to integrate because we have some steps and we're always having density challenges. So being in touch with nature and taking the time and the space to let the elements work through us is a way of finding that deep 
and the spice. Yes, beautiful. And so as we are in that deep inner space and we walk in our daily life, we really must look at uh, everything that happens as sacred. So let's talk a little bit about how we shift vibration into viewing every moment as sacred. I think that was, I came to that uh, embracing the moment as sacred because I think there's something wrong with my brain uh, and I'm not sure if other women have that. But it's like we're constantly trying to juggle the realms of the past, the mm-hmm. future and the present. And I was reading the works of a wonderful teacher who who recommend, who, who advised that all you need to do is breathe yourself into the moment and, and you are... And you are intimately connected with the spirit. But for some of us, we need something more than that. So working out your relationship with the moment is very important to um, to bring you into the moment. But for me, I wasn't able to find a peaceful place in the present because I have got too much going on. So mm-hmm. I think I by by making the moment sacred, it allows the Spaces where you just can't necessarily be present, and you're just, you know, you, it, it enables that balancing of the realm. Does that make sense? Balancing of the realm. Yes, we're feeling, <laughs> yeah, very, very peaceful here in this very sacred now moment. Yes. But sometimes you can't get to that present moment, and we all have that challenge because we have busy lives and we have density challenges with old programs and uh, and the people around us and you mm-hmm. know I mean in New Zealand we have some significant uh, collective programs so we have we've got colonization and we have land loss and we have uh, we have a lot of anger, I think, against um, both men and women, the, the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And anger and pride has a vibration that's, you know, relatively low. So the the density challenge is significant. In addition, the land, our land, you know, gets really mad with us sometimes and just throws out these huge earthquakes. And Christchurch is a place which has really been shook since 2000 or 2010. We had our first significant earthquake which shook our city to its to to rubble in many places. So mm-hmm. we have some, but we have we have land uh, density issues. So a way really of uh, coming through and dealing with that is is obviously presence. But in addition to that, you can. And I find it easier to bring through the elements of our mystical selves and our sacred selves and to use the props that will get us there quickly. And we all have them. For some of it, it's a massively long, deep breath. For others, take a step outside, feel the rain come on your face, uh, listen to a piece of music. Um, there are lots of ways to find the sacred 
and to escape whatever pattern of, of density or whatever program that you are feeling contained with. But when you make it a conscious practice, when you become conscious of it, it almost becomes a little bit easier to integrate. And I guess stargates are one way of of actually achieving that quite quickly. If you step outside and look at the sky and are amazed by the enormous depths and the enormous space, it's it is it's really easy to, to, to step out of the program that you are running in with, with your ego and, and in your mind and and feel that you're connected with something way bigger than yourself. So that's how I think that's how I think um that's the big practice. And then the the, the the everyday practice is finding those things that actually remind you of the sacredness of life. So whether those are crystals, whether they are early morning sunrises, whether those are picking up feathers on the beach, whether that's just gazing at the clouds, it's, they're all ways of just bringing you within and connecting you with your uh, abilities to be, to be infinite and to be connected. Mm-hmm. I'm just feeling into those words right there. And again, the simplicity of enjoying the call of a bird, the sound of a bird, and so even if we don't, if we're not able to get into beautiful scenic spots in nature, we can still maybe even just step outside and feel that rain or hear, hear the bird or look at a beautiful flower. That's beautiful. And more importantly, step outside and look at the sky. Yes, constantly looking at the sky. Awesome. That's I think also the ground, Lauren, because if you... I mean, when was the last time you actually thought about the layers under your feet? And most people can appreciate that a hercurima diamond or a quartz crystal is something so magical. But mm-hmm. in actual fact, 60% of our Earth's crust is actually quartz. And right under our feet, wherever we are, even if we're on the 30th floor of a, of a tall building, if you use a process to connect within and go down and think about what's under your feet, what's under the grass, the layers of rock. It, it actually, these are where crystals come from, and I think that's been a big part of where Sisters Collective have wanted to take our, our customers is to to uh, get them to understand that that these crystals that we adorn ourselves Around you know with our, around our wrists and around our necks and, and and as we hold onto as rocks, they are pretty. They're, they're filled with a very uh, significant history, and I mean the whole journey of a crystal was pretty amazing. And most people just don't understand or don't even think about it because you, what you know you haven't given yourself the opportunity to. But when you do it, is it is it is amazing. Yes, it is amazing. Crystals truly call to us whether um, we know why or not. I've always been drawn to crystals. 
Um, there is a consciousness. If we take the time to slow down and feel into a crystal, we can literally get the message or we can tune in to what that consciousness is. It is quite beautiful. So you have Sisters Collective, and I want to talk now about uh, the beautiful products that you have. You have a special offer. Uh, this is for the Astro Jewels, and it really is using your personal astrology, uh, one's individual astrology with the Astro Jewels and wearing those wristlets. And then there's also a beautiful hay tiki and this is a talisman for protection and fertility and abundance so let's talk about the beautiful items here absolutely where, where do we start with the hay tiki or with the astro yeah let's talk about the hay tiki <laughs> hay tiki because that's a cute little cute little talisman well, again, he um, he or she, depending, it, it is, it's always up to the wearer or the observer. But uh, Heiteki are, I think, they're one of the callings. I, I feel like we are not really in the picture. This is we being AD and I and Sisters Collective. That we're really just uh, a, a a channel, I suppose, <laughs> for uh, the Heiteki to, to share their message of love healing, protection and connection. And there are there are Pacific all over the Pacific, Heiteki are worn generally by women and often gifted uh, to women through their family. As a they're a talisman that protects you uh, and and their particular significance is for fertility and uh, so that and, and the intergenerational fertility that sits within families, so again more connectedness. But they're also very they're auspicious for uh, bringing through prosperity and abundance, and in that family kind of context. So they, Jim, in in New Zealand we have a very famous, very 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 famous crystal. Uh, called Ponamu, which is a beautiful green stone, which, which like all other crystals, is squashed from deep earth layers, deep down in Zealandia, <laughs> or the Maria, as some people call it. So it's compacted fossils and, and bits of, of, of foliage with beautiful green trees, beautiful green rainforests, compacted and, and squeezed at great pressure over billions of years, and then it's in the earthquakes, squish it up through the mountains and it tumbles. This is the naturally harvested harvested versions and Pounamu tumbles down rivers to the sea where it begins the journey again. Kiuta Kitai, which is from the mountains to the sea. So we uh Heiteki were often made with Pounamu and that's a very significant gift. If someone gives you a piece of Pounamu or if they give you a Heiteki it really is probably one of the highest ways of showing respect or mana. So uh, they're significant, uh, but there's because Pounamu is, which is, is the crystal is actually nephrite. We don't have jade in New Zealand, we have nephrite. It's rare and may often require an earthquake to squeeze it up, so there's not an abundance of it. And it actually is owned by the tribe Naitahu, which is also based in the South Island. So 
it's not an, a readily available crystal and it's expensive to carve. So we we were really keen, or uh, we became the portals for the keenness for this heitiki to come through and a whole lot of other crystals. And so we have had a version uh, of him carved into rose quartz, which is obviously for love. Uh, the magic king type, which I think is on the special offer, is is a really amazing crystal if you um, have issues around blood. It's good for your circulation, swelling, for for um, for uh, bringing you into a healthy blood, <laughs> reducing blood pressure. So that's and and I actually think of all our teachers, he's my you know he's my favourite because he's, he's the most magic and has the rainbow uh, plating on him makes him fairly um, specific and he, he, he seems to open the door for, for magic, certainly in our lives. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole other range and, and that's really been, we've wanted to try and expand his uh, protective uh, powers and uh, connections for, for, for people who, who would like something other than our, our sacred tone, which is Tonamu. Okay, very cool. Uh, so when we, do we charge or how do we work with the hey tiki? Um, do you just wear, do you intend, can you, you know, charge it up like you do with a crystal? Well, that, so there are crystals. So with all of your, and I mean, you start with crystals, but actually any object has modi and can be charged. Mm-hmm. This is crystals, are, they hold on to that charge a little bit longer because of their high vibrations and their density of stone. So uh, I w- it's, it's quite customary here to be gifted a tonga and, and it is a very significant gift if somebody gives you a crystal uh, and a heitiki or a ponamu even more. So generally it's, it, is, it is a gift, but... Uh, However, and again, I, I really believe in this, that your eye and everyone else has got nothing to do with, with where these crystals choose to go. They come through and they integrate themselves into your uh, fields for a reason. And, and who are we to know exactly what that reason is? But if you have one, and however it's come to you, the the process we try to get people to be aware of is, 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 is the length of the journey that the stone is taken from you through to your hands and then your ability with your intention to really give that uh, stone uh, the power or the, the powers or the request that, that that you want it to hold for you. So again, a deep process that occurs and is different for everybody else for, for everybody it's, it's not what, what I may see as, as, as being part of the Heiteki can be very different to the wearer and, and that's very I think that's really important is that the, the labels that others have uh, you have to interpret them for yourself yes yes thank you for that reminder <laughs> Yes, I, I want to say as well, okay, the special offer link, the link to the special offer is here on the uh, page that you're listening to this show on. You can find that. Uh, this is a little different than our special offers. This is actually taking you directly into the Sisters Collective store, and it's got this special offer 
uh, available for the Hey Tiki Talisman. If you wish to give that as a gift to someone or even gift it to yourself. And then the Astro Jewels. And I'd like you to scroll down and look for the coupon code. There is a coupon code at checkout um, for both the Hey Tiki and also for the Astro Jewels. So on that special offer, um, look for the coupon code for each of those items. Let's talk about the Crystal Astrology wristlets. These are so beautiful. Um, when you wear them, I feel, well, I actually have a few of them. They're the one that we see on the screen or in our special offer image is really an elegant one with some soft, simple colors, very pure and delicate. But yet some of these are really fun and vibrant in colors. And this is because each one goes for one of the 12 astrological signs. So talk a little bit about these wristlets. And then we've got some people who would like to know the best uh, wristlet for them based on their Thank birthday. You. Okay, so the Astro Jewels were a, they were a collaboration. So before we knew as much about the, the, the stars and, and the planets and the big cycles up above, uh, we collaborated with an astrologer and Crystal and Crystal Crystal B, as you know, and we we so we we looked at the key qualities for each uh, zodiac sign, and so they're quite generic. They tend to cover the full 30 days of or the 30 degrees, so it's around 30 days. So so for example, because we we are we we have to give some homage to Virgo, and particularly because we've got this we've had a grand trine, grand Earth trine of some major planets in, in Virgo and we've had I think all the five personal planets in Virgo and so Virgos are known for uh, their service and their dedication and their their earthiness and their connectivity to um, to to the natural world and so we looked for crystals that um, that, that 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 had that flavor and came up with um, so I think that the, the Virgo wrap has uh, has onyx and has um, has uh, black and white pearls, and uh, it's called leopard jasper, which is a very jasper is one of the earthiest crystals around. So we picked out the key kind of characteristics, and then all of them have hematite, which is the most earthy and has the biggest iron content. So again, great for your circulation and great for your blood. So that's the base, and those are the tiny little. Little crystals. So we, we we picked for each of the zodiac signs crystals were at, which are actually going to accentuate the positive characteristics of each of each of the signs, and we've done that for each of the twelve, starting with Aries and ending with Pisces. Okay. So basically, yeah. And it's I think just it's quite cool to know because like most people know their sun sign, and today we're probably just going to really talk about that. But you actually have a whole lot of astrological points and your actual personal astrology is the sky when you took your first breath as a baby. And that's really important to know because if you think about a sun sign, so I think you're Sagittarius, is that right, Lauren? I am Scorpio. Scorpio, sorry. 
Terra. So you're Scorpio. So if you think about how the, ge the generic characteristics of Scorpio, and then you look at the degrees, so there's 30 degrees, that doesn't give you a very, it only tells a, a, a tiny portion of the, of the story about yourself. Whereas if you knew where all of the planets were placed in the sky, and particularly for women, your moon sign, your moon sign is very important. Uh, it gives you the rich picture, which is astrology, and it's and it's not just your sun sign. You know, it's like saying Scorpio is is, is everyone who is Scorpio is the same as everyone in Boulder. So it's very generic, just knowing the sun sign. And as you get more, you get deeply into it, you learn all these other things and. So I often, you know, I find people start out with knowing their sun sign and then through these little wristlets they get interested in astrology, their own personal astrology and and where they can go in terms of learning more about their own ancestral gifts and their own astrological gifts. So you might start out with a Scorpio strand, but then you'll end up with, you know, your your descendant or your, your partnership house, which is Taurus. And you can go anywhere from there. <laughs> yes. So, okay. Uh, would people purchase a wristlet for, I guess we could start for the sun sign, but you would do, would we do the moon sign? And would you do uh, anything rising or an ascendant? What other, other, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So your rising sign, if people don't know, is where the sun was on the horizon, and that's pretty important. And generally, if you're reading a horoscope, you'd want to read your rising sign before you read your sun sign. Um, the moon, is, moon sign is really important, and it's also a portal, again, to get connected with your mystical self, because you actually have 12 moon birthdays per year. Now, you have one sun birthday, but you have 12 moon birthdays, and why not celebrate something? <laughs> this is what I think. Um, you also, you have the, when you, when you get into your moon, when you get into the moon knowledge, you can also find out what time of the moon cycle uh, were you born at. So was it a new moon? Was it a full moon? Was it one of the three quarter? Or if, you know, if you're like me, and particularly driven to the mystical, you were born on a black moon, which is just the four the moon heads over to the new moon. So that moon phase is, uh, and down here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, we have the Maramataka, which is a moon calendar. And it was always used to, it was used for uh, navigation as well as crops, as well as prophecy and marriages and a whole lot of things. So when, just by knowing your moon sign, it can actually take you on a journey to find more about the time of the month that you were born. And for some women particularly, that can be a really useful piece of knowledge, a really useful time to get into your meditations, to uh, be active and, and use your crystals for, for purposeful intent. To get yeah. with them. What about that? <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, 12 moon birthdays. So on every month, know that moon, know the cycle the moon was at when you were born and just mm -hmm. honor that every month. Okay. Yes, I know that. And it does correlate. That moon sign really does uh, tell us a lot about ourselves. Okay, so Melissa has a question. 
like sun so do you need birth dates or if she knows Mine. yeah that would be great because i can tell melissa her a particular crystal for a birthday and we can give her an affirmation if she'd like great all right um so melissa go ahead and type that in um and then missy your birthday is february 9th if you give us a year do you need the year carmel no i don't i don't need a year you don't need a year okay so missy's birthday is february 9th so, so we can do her numerology. She's in a, a year of change, and sorry, I'm just doing the. I just got to type this in and to find. So Aquarius is her sun or zodiac sign, and the crystal for February the ninth is Shalin Blend, and it's the Stone of Reception. Her affirmation is. I am receptive of messages from the divine. Beautiful. And that is another thing that comes with each of these. You have a beautiful little card with that affirmation. We do. We do. And if if people want to get in contact with us, we can actually help them find all their crystals because as for for your entire astrology chart, there's a crystal that links with it. And the, the, actually, the really coolest thing about it is when you finally find out all those degrees, uh, that it actually is a fairly good representation of your aura. So we've tested it out a few times, and if, and if anyone wants to do that, they can they can get in touch with us, and we'll help them through that process. Okay, so you said there's 365 different crystals that you use, right? Mm-hmm. And so and then so there's twelve different wristlets. So then the the So in the case of Missy, she would wear the Aquarius Astro Jewel if she was wanting to accentuate the qualities of the sun. So and and but the the birth crystal is a specific stone that just goes with that degree because in the zodiac for those 365 days of the year there are 360 degrees of astrology so if you're born on the 9th of February that's Aquarius 19 and the degree is important because it generally tells the number of iterations that your soul has come through in the sign of Aquarius for your son right through from zero through to 30. So it's, you're, she's, in, she's just about to head into sort of the, the, the third uh, tranche of, of, of knowing in the Aquarius spirit, which is really about invention, is about being out of the box and, and being the rebel with a cause. So, so she's quite far through that. And, but you, so in addition to that specific crystal that you would wear, you also can wear the Astro Jewel, which will is generic to Aquarius. Okay. All right. Very good. That's cool. All right. Uh, it gets quite complicated when you yeah. get into There's a lot to know, and I think that's what really fascinated me. And thankfully, we don't have to work out all the math now. We just can <laughs> type it all in and find it all out. But whoever came, you know, the ancient Greeks coming up, A, with a system of, 
of naming all the constellations and then and then all the degrees. It's a pretty incredible system. Yes, and it's so fun. Okay, uh, Marilyn. <laughs> Marilyn has a question. Her birth date is March sixth. So, what is the best bracelet for her? So she'll be wearing the Pisces Astro Jewel, and it's actually one of my favourite because it has obviously amethyst, which is the crystal for spirituality, but it also has kyanite, which is a is one of the meteorite or one of the intergalactic um, crystals, and it's a beautiful deep, deep, deep blue. Um, so the the Astro Jewel would be Pisces. Her specific sunstone is. Pisces 15, so it's bang smack in the middle of Pisces. And she has aquamarine, which most people know it's that beautiful deep sea green blue. And the essence, so we we describe aquamarine as the stone of sincerity. And the affirmation is, I am sincere, secure, happy, grateful and loving. I achieve peace of mind in speaking my needs and my wishes clearly. Which is really important for Pisces because as the most mutable and at the end of the zodiac, a zodiac having absorbed all the other influences of all the other signs, Pisces are super flexible and sometimes they let the desires of everybody else uh, you know, come above their own. So that's a, that's a lovely crystal. Marilyn, lucky you. <laughs> yes. Okay. And so are you giving um, the sun sign? So if someone, right, so it's their sun sign example for the yes. wristlet? Yes. Okay. So what I'm uh, doing is going, yeah, I'm, do, I'm giving them the generic wristlet for their month. So that's Pis, Pisces is, has, the, has the pearl and the amethyst and the kyanite. But I'm just describing for Marilyn her specific birthday oh. stone that if she wants to get will reflect her sun, the degree of her sunstone. Yes, okay, so when people order these, uh, go on to that special offer page. Be sure to use the code. Again, this gets you into the store for... Uh, Sisters Collective, but there's a special offer discount. You'll get 20% off. You have to scroll down and you'll see, use this coupon code at the checkout, Astro Jewels, and then there's a coupon code for the, the Tiki, the Hey Tiki. That's a long code, but just copy that whole code there and put it in at the checkout. And then when um, when they go to checkout, if they need help with picking out that perfect uh, stone, will they email you? Absolutely, they can they can email us. But most people generally tend to know their sun sign because because their birthday falls in the zodiac sign. Right. <laughs> uh, so right. so it's it's really easy. So we I mean there's and there's only twelve. So most people know if they're Aries or. Or Scorpio, finding your moon stone or your rising sign requires your birth time. So, if anyone needs help with that, we can we can certainly assist by running the details for them. Or if they want to go more deeply into it, 
Um, but but generally, if you if you know when your birthday is, you, most people tend to know their zodiac sign. Yes. Okay. So um, beautiful here. It's really great. I like working with all three of those. Um, I can see the power in all of them. So wonderful. And you know, I just love how they look too. I wear them. I wear them everywhere. I wear them hiking, riding my bike, and it's just. I don't know. It's kind of like glamming it up too, because they're pretty. They're they're pretty. Um, let's go to another date here. April twenty seventh from Kendra. Okay. So that's a Taurian. We have a Taurian in the house. <laughs> Yay, Taurus. Yeah. Oh, this is look. This is. I'm so jealous. Taurus seven, and so the the Astro Jewel is the Taurus bracelet, which has. Uh, lots of the it's got sexy hot pink jasper and yes. uh, it has black <laughs> tourmaline <laughs> and it's actually quite like the Scorpio but the Scorpio's got more of the the, the Scorpio Astro Jewel has the garnet which is, is goes with the the magnetism and 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 the sexual potential of Scorpio so Taurus is a bit more is, is more on the loving side so it connects in in with that that the massive power of the heart. And uh, so Taurus 7 is, is the sunstone here, and uh, uh, the crystal is Fuchsite, Fuchsite, which is a very, uh, it's quite a green, bright green crystal. It's quite soft, and, and our title for it is the Stone of Knowledge. The affirmation is understanding, friendliness, compassion, and lightheartedness help bring about physical and emotional healing. Cool stone. Jealous. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Uh, well, do you want to go over some of the other uh, sun signs and what some of the stones that you include with their bracelets? I'd be interested to know, are there any other, has anyone else come in through? So we've had a, a uh, we've, we've had a, an air sign, a water sign, and an earth sign. <laughs> uh, so that, and that again is a theme of uh, the zodiac. So we've got the, the air, water, earth, and fire. So an, an example of the fire stones is, is Leo, which we've just left, and okay. it's a powerful, powerful time. So that's got, uh, and everything is about the gold, and everything is about uh, the magnificence of the sun with Leo. If we go back a little bit further, as people like to look at cancer, again, obviously um, this is very reflective of that moon power. So we've got moonstone opalites and we have labradorites and uh, along with a couple. We use lots of pearls and we use lots of hematites. Pearls because they're, they just look really great, and but they are a soft feminine energy and they link us with partnership and and relationships, which which most um, most of our customers love, and and the opalites are they flash that you know they've got that beautiful blue translucency. In fact, they often look very very blue. We we have one of the uh, if people are interested, we've got a beautiful moonstone hay tiki, and it's both white and flashes blue with the light. Yes, yes, yeah. I love that hay tiki. Yay. Yes. Okay. 
All right, let's see. We have Morning Sunbeam, who just celebrated a birthday on August 30th. Happy birthday. <laughs> lovely, to have a, lo lovely to have a Virgo in the house. I think, I was just trying to, because we had the new moon on the 31st of August. Uh, just let me have a look at that. So that was, it's actually been a really, it was a very special new moon weekend, last weekend, with all of the power, uh, all of the five personal planets lining up. And so the Virgo bracelet, I think I described before, which has the jasper and has white and white pearls and the onyx. Onyx is for power, and sometimes Virgos, again, they're a mutable, a mutable sign, and they tend to go with. Uh, the, the servicing of others, and, and particularly in the people realm. So it's always good to have a bit of onyx to be clear around your own uh, purpose, the needs and desires. But the actual, so the, for August the 30th, the sun sign for morning sunbeam is Megano Calcite. Calcite is probably one of the most amazing healing crystals you can work with. It's got incredibly soft, soft energy. So this is a very beautiful pastel pink and we call this the stone of stillness. The affirmation with this is I am composed, peaceful, calm and seek stillness, especially through meditation. I have peaceful dreams. Lucky you, morning sunbeam. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. All right. And Annie, twelve twelve. That's a significant birthday. Okay, twelve twelve. So we have a beautiful Sagittarian uh Astro Jewel wrap. And with that we've got onyx, we've got garnet, we have uh the amethyst. And it's all about the royal regalness of the Sagittarian spirit, the expansiveness. And and we actually, actually right today we have a Sagittarius moon. So because uh, the moon changes every two and a half days and we've just zipped out of your moon, Lauren, Scorpio and Sagittarius. So that, that uh, actually I've got one on. I've had my Sagittarian uh, Astro Jewel wrap on for about six and a half months and I haven't taken it off because <laughs> it does. Uh, Laura, I don't know if you um, if it's if you're able to 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 locate it, but it has a shambhala cord so that you can open it up, put it around your wrist six times, and then close it. So that makes it that makes it quite. <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> I can I can only get it five times around my wrist. <laughs> oh well, yeah. well you, maybe you can open it. Did you just try to put it on straight? Because you can't actually open it. And, Oh, yeah, so the Shambhala clip can go way open a lot yeah, further. Yes, okay. Okay, then I did just put it six times. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so with uh, so that's the degree Sagittarius 20 and uh, for December 12, and the crystal is biotite, and that is a black uh, crystal, and it's the stone of will, which is great for Sagittarians because they have strong... Uh, a strong sense of purpose, values and beliefs. And the affirmation that goes with uh, Sagittarius 20 of December 12 is, my strength of will grows from calmness, empathy and commitment to my true purpose in life. 
Yeah, that's a that's a strong Sagittarian intention. <laughs> okay, beautiful. All right, Annie. Let's go to another one. Colette, August first. Okay, so we've got a fellow Leo. August. Right. So this is the degree of Leo nine, and I think I described the astrogel for Leo. Got again hematite base, and it has sunstones. Sunstones are a very kind of a deep mid brown with speckles. We also have two heiteki, which reflect that that's that effervescent sunstone. So it has a sunstone and it has citrine. And actually, I just have to say something about citrine because I don't know if everyone knows this, but. Citrine is the, one of the, there are two crystals that you don't ever have to cleanse or clear or or make or fill with intention and citrine is one of those. So it's a stone of, a, of energi, energy and uh, abundance and really sums up the Leo character. So for Leo 9, August the 1st, we have uh, Cavazonite and that's a stone of progression. The affirmation is, I'm receptive to progressive and unconventional ideas, journeys and actions, and will always take the road less travelled. That's very Leo. (laughs) That's fantastic. Beautiful. All right. Um, uh, June 7th, Suzanne. Suzanne, June 7th. Suzanne. So we've got a Gemini. I think I was just trying to remember. You've got a Gemini point, strong Gemini point, don't you have, Lauren? Is it your MC? Your mid heaven? I I'm, should I'm, know. <laughs> I think it is. But the, I guess the, the, the one of the we love Gemini's because they are the thinkers and the communicators amongst us, <laughs> which, yeah. which Lauren, you you certainly have have brought to bear. So uh, Gemini is all about communication, and 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 I, I think the metaphor for for this is Peter Pan. We always think of you know that that light heartedness and spirit. So we uh, uh, sorry, I'm just typing this in. So the astrogel, uh, this is the only one of our astrogels that has the stone peridot, and that's a very uh, translucent green, and so. It's it's similar to the Leo astrogel wrap, has the gold hematites and, and lots of sparkles, but it has peridot. So Suzanne, your uh, birthday crystal is Gemini 12, sorry, no, not Gemini 12, it's Gemini 11, and the crystal is Aptlite, the Dalmatian stone. I'm not sure if you've seen that before it's sort of a it really does look like a Dalmatian dog it's white with black speckles very it's it's a it's, yeah it's a beautiful stone my goal is to unite and bring groups of like-minded people together I'm aligned with the higher realms and may choose to open doorways to other dimensions or extraterrestrial energy there you go mm. pretty cool. <laughs> That's very cool. Okay. All right. And so last one, July 26th. So that's another layer. Is that another layer? It is. 
Yeah. Oh, so you lay open the house today. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. It's really interesting how often the fire signs can be a little bit uh, sceptical of astrology and in uh, Christology because, you know, we, we and I can say this because I'm a, I'm a sun Leo, we, we just tend to, we're, you know, we tend to know everything. We don't need to learn anything. I get my mooniness from my cancer side. So it's really awesome that a few Leos have shown up. Rawr! <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> so describe the 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 astro jewel. And uh, look, I would say if you are a real uh, Leo, Leo, this is one of the early July 26th is, is in the early degrees of. So you may just be a bit of a baby Leo, but you can wear. I wear two astro jewels, and for a long time I wore matching. Um, but but uh, my business partner teases me because she says that my, the way I wear them looks a bit bondage style. So she likes to wear two on one hand rather than one on each hand. But that's another way of really doubling the power of the affirmation and the intention with your zodiac to, to really accentuate yourself. And that may be quite useful if you're in those early phases of, of Leodim. So your uh, crystal is, uh, so it's Leo 3 for July 26th. And the crystal is hornblende, so that's the stone of ambience. And hornblende is, is, the, is a host stone for lots of other crystals, so it has a really important function in our earth. The affirmation is, my enthusiasm and amiability enables me to build rapport with friends, colleagues, lovers and admirers, family or society. I can inspire group enthusiasm and cooperation. Go you! That's a great. That's a great crystal. Go Ashley. Okay. <laughs> and did I do? I don't. I think I missed Christy in Sydney, uh, November nineteenth. Did we? Did we do November hey, nineteenth? I don't think so. Yeah, Scorpio. Okay. We didn't do. We didn't. We haven't heard of Scorpio, so that's awesome, Chrissy, to 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 have your um, details. Thanks for sharing them. And you have. Uh, again, I'm, I'm going to be jealous here. So this is Scorpio 27. Can I just add? I just, this is a, a really useful piece of information with anyone with a degree of 27 in their chart. The mm. so, we have our galactic centre, which is 27 degrees of Sagittarius. And it's a really, uh, it's like a direct link into Ayo, the void, but it's a, it's a link into the void, the biggest black hole that we can think of. And it's the source, some believe, of all life and all knowledge and all everything. So having that 27th degree is really critical um, for zoning in. So if you have, wherever you have that, and um, in Scorpio at 27, that's a, that, that is a power of it's strongly associated with healing. So that 27th degree, Christy, make sure that you really, really get into that uh, that degree. And if you're interested on the, I don't know whether you're a healer, or I don't know if you're interested in it, but that's part of your calling through the Scorpio sun. And the beautiful crystal that goes with this is a Peruvian blue opal. I don't know about the Peruvian ones, but there's certainly a lot of opals in Australia. It's like one of the most, it's, it's, it's opals in Australia are synonymous, uh, like New Zealand and our crystal Ponamu. So uh, this crystal is the Stone of Prophecy, and it's a brilliant blue, uh, amazing, you know, the opals have all that translucent, fiery 
firing uh, sheen about them. And the affirmation is prophetic vision for the future. Oh, sorry, prophetic vision for future fortune telling and all things metaphysical are benefited by angelic guidance and connecting with my spirit guides. That's that's a powerful sunstone and yeah, and a and a powerful degree to be able to connect in on Christie. Yes, beautiful. Okay. So those are the crystals for each of those days, whether you fall. Uh, and so if you've got specific questions on that, go ahead and uh, check out the special offer with Carmel. And you can interface with her and she can help you find just the right one for your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sun as well. Beautiful. Um, as we close our sacred circle today, we'll do more of the sacred sound sung by you, Carmel. Thanks, Lauren. And I just want to say from the bottom of the world, in rainy Aotearoa, thank you for having me today. And thanks to everyone for sharing their uh, sacred spaces with us. I feel very connected uh, to you all and I hope you feel more connected within yourself and the world and so I'd just like to end in the, to round off the knowledge that we've shared and the portals we've opened above and below with a very uh, small uh, karakia sun waiata style uh, which is about the, the tears of our female selves which are uh, bought and, and made anew with with the kiss of the moon. And and New Zealanders will know this because it used to be the closing song for our national TV back in the days when, when we were young and, and, and TV ended at midnight. And it's and it's it's a beautiful colour here. So without any more ado, I will uh, uh, end with this or end my part with this song. E tangi ana koe hine hine kunenge ana koe Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Carmel Riley. As we say goodbye, I'd like to invite everyone listening to check out this beautiful special offer from Carmel for Astral Jewels and the Hey Tiki Talisman. It's available at AcousticHealth.com slash Special Offers slash Carmel. And that was so beautiful. We are riding on the frequency of love. And that song from Carmel was our dance across the universe to the cosmic heart. And so we say goodbye. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation. And thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.